My name's Paul Bartlett and I'm a senior correspondent at Sea Trade Maritime News. Today I'm talking to John Nabate, Head of Training at Northern Marine Group, a leading ship manager and provider of seagoing personnel. The supply of suitably qualified seagoing personnel is one of shipping's greatest challenges and today we'll be discussing some of the key issues faced by owners and operators and how Northern Marine as a ship manager and supplier of seagoing personnel is tackling the issue of suitable training frameworks. John, for the benefit of everyone listening to this podcast, please can you explain the corporate structure of Northern Marine Group and its operations within the Stenner Group of Companies and its relationship with external third parties? Certainly. As its name suggests, Northern Marine is a group of companies that focuses on ship management and marine services. This includes technical management, crewing, marine engineering, travel management, marine quality assurance, ship agency, and training. The latter delivers mandatory training in the fields of maritime, renewables, oil and gas, along with some high-end competency leadership and team-based immersive training in our cutting-edge simulation suites. Our core ethos is to deliver competency beyond compliance, both to an internal and external customer base. The more competent the crew is, the safer the asset is, the fewer incidents there are, which increases operational uptime and thus commercial performance, a win for all of those involved. The Northern Marine Group in itself is part of the Stenner organization. Stenner is one of the largest privately owned companies in Sweden with interests in many industries, including recycling, property ownership, but it's best known in our industry as a major shipping conglomerate owning and operating ferries, tankers, and drill ships. Well, shipping today is facing many unprecedented challenges. One of these is access to suitably qualified labour. But this is likely to become increasingly difficult in the days ahead because seafarers of tomorrow will require a range of radically different skill sets. Please, can you comment on this? Yes, um, technological change is happening faster and faster. It's actually an interesting to note that in historical terms, the last pharaoh of Egypt, Cleopatra, was closer to the moon landings than she was to the building of the pyramids at Giza. The advances in technology since the moon landings have been exponential. And in, in addition to affecting how we live, work and play as individuals, these changes have also given us a greater understanding of how our existence and how we live affects the world around us. Considering all this, we see the future challenges to be in propulsion, digitalization, commercialism, and the changing mindset of the younger generation. If we look to propulsion, that has to be more sustainable. There are numerous options such as LNG, ammonia, methanol, nuclear, hydrogen, biofuels, battery, and wind. The challenge here, though, is making them sustainable on a macro commercial scale. Also, none of these options is yet a clear winner. The maritime industry, therefore, is moving from a stable skill set, in other words, nearly all powered by diesel, to multi-option fleets requiring diverging skill sets. The advances in digitalizations have been stunning. If you think about it, right up to the 1970s, we operated much the same as the Victorian or rewarding days. Yes, machines became more efficient, but the principles were much the same. Since the birth of electronics, microchips, and so forth, Machinery and how we operate is more digitalized. And then since the millennium, advances in computing, robotics, and artificial intelligence have been truly remarkable. In addition, it is the ability to collect huge quantities of data on any operation these days that allows for informed decisions to be made quickly 
and increasingly in an autonomous way. This will impact how companies will operate commercially. We have seen more nimble or newer companies establish themselves with fundamentally different operating models in different sectors. For example, the largest holiday accommodation business in the world doesn't own any hotels or property. That's Airbnb. The largest taxi business in the world doesn't own any cars, Ubers. The examples are endless. New companies will enter the maritime space with disruptive operating models. This will pose a real threat to the established companies that, because of long depreciation times on existing assets, can't be as nimble. All of this will impact how incidents are managed, the skill sets that are needed, the accreditations, and in turn, the training needed. Lastly, the mindset of the up-and-coming workforce is changing quickly. The younger generation yearn for variety, breadth of knowledge, and personal fulfillment. A life of careers rather than a career of life is often quoted. It's no longer about employee commitment, but what can my employer offer me to develop or fulfill me? Also, equality, diversity, and inclusion will be key. The younger generation will not expect anything else. Also, net zero will also be a thing of the past. It will be net minus. What are you as a company doing to address or reduce historical pollution? Not just maintain the status quo. And lastly, are you supporting worthwhile causes? Also, at a greater scale, leadership will need to be softer, more empathic, more collective, and far less autocratic to deal with this. Lots of things for the industry to address, and in my view, quite quickly. So uh, fascinating stuff, but how will the training of seagoing personnel in the future, how will that be adapted to meet these astonishing developments? Well, yes, actually, since the pandemic, there's been a lot of discussion about the method of delivery of training. There's online, remote, virtual reality, augmented reality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whilst there will be a change, it's clear that all methods of delivery will be needed depending on what the desired learning outcome is. You can't learn to swim by e-learning. At some point, you need to jump in the pool. So whilst blended learning will be the way forward, given the increasing complexity and independency of roles, functions, companies, and cultures, and equipment within a multifaceted operation, the key for me will be team-based crew and leadership training. It's pointless having the best football players for each position on the field if they can't operate as a team. We run such courses, producing realistic immersive environments to test these independencies, leadership skills, and crew dynamics in scenarios that reflect real-life situations. By doing these exercises within a safe, simulated environment, you can test the team to the limit and drive competency much higher. So do you expect the changes in seafarer's skill requirements to make recruitment even more challenging than it is already today, or maybe easier? Well, actually, there's a number of factors at play here. The maritime industry will be competing with new roles and types of employments that are up and coming online within the global marketplace that will be attractive to younger employees. The increase in specialization of key technical roles within a more modern fleet requires a skills that are transferable to other industries and which that would also result in increasing competition within a smaller pool of candidates. Diversity, equality, and inclusion will also be a key factor. The workforce of tomorrow will not accept working in companies that do not embrace this agenda fully and with the sustainability agenda. Transformation of working practices and culture is a must if the maritime industry doesn't want to be left behind. Well, that brings me on to the question of two million seafarers who've been trained in times past and technologies that actually may have already become outdated or at least 
may soon become redundant. How can those people be kept current? Well, for me, there are two important points to consider in that question. In an earlier question, I touched on the fact that many large assets currently operational at sea have long commercial depreciation times. In other words, these will be operating for a good few years to come. And as such, the skills for these older technologies, as we can call them, will still be needed. This points to an extended transition period where older skill sets will be required for older ships, but new skill sets will be required for new ships. That's exactly what's happening in the automotive industry with electrical cars. You still need time-served internal combustion mechanics to serve current and older cars. The need now is for new mechanics with electrical and electronic skills to service the new electrical drivetrains that are coming to market. The second point is thus continuous professional development, something that the maritime industry, in my view, lags behind compared to other sectors. Once you're qualified, you're qualified for life. Yes, there is occasional reaccreditation, but that isn't continuous professional development that keeps you abreast of new development, new technologies, new practices, and so forth. Given the disparate way in which the maritime industry operates and the need to keep flag states aligned in terms of standards, it will be challenged for the industry as a whole to start pushing boundaries, but it needs to. In the interim, operators need to start to set their own targets to drive competencies beyond the current compliance standards, otherwise they will be left behind when it changes in the future. Do you expect there will be, at a practical level, always-on communication links between ship and shore enabling personnel ashore to take over or oversee shipboard operations in an emergency? Well, yes, there's a very short answer to this, and it is yes. It's just a matter of time. The principle of remote control is already established in many other sectors, most notably the military environment. Well, there'll be a whole range of new safety challenges, won't there? For example, a multi-fuel future will require a whole lot of additional knowledge and skills, new skills. More automation and autonomy will need to be carefully managed with redundancy so that seagoing personnel can still cope if systems fail. Can you comment on this, please? Yes, um, we touched on this in a previous question. Skill sets will become more diverse and multifaceted. This will drive specialisation in certain new roles as opposed to seafarers having a breadth of knowledge. Consequently, emergency procedures and actually routine operations will need to develop to deal with this specialisation most importantly in terms of that team-based crew dynamics. This also implies that career opportunities in the maritime industry will diversify, encapsulating existing skill sets and roles, whilst many new roles and functions will come online, a number being onshore monitoring and interacting with seagoing vessels. So whilst there will be a change, I don't envisage much of a change in onboard workforce numbers for some time, and for those deliberating a career at sea, they should still find a very rich and rewarding existing and new roles to fulfill. Furthermore, as shore-based roles grow to support more autonomous operations, there will be a need to be filled with individuals who have seagoing experience, and that is the best way to get the necessary grounding and understanding of the maritime dynamics. Digital navigation systems have already replaced many of the skills of traditional navigators. How can technology be combined with navigating skills to ensure that a robust system remains in place if a ship gets into difficulty. Yes, well, we need to be careful here. Whilst there are digital navigational systems in place, the crew, particularly the master, can't abrogate responsibility to the digital system, the responsibility for the location of the ship. As such, humans will still need to be involved and have a fully competent understanding of navigational skills. The tools may change, but the understanding can't. Given that overarching accountability, 
It is important that new technologies are fully interfaced with human input, given the final responsibility sits with the crew and captain. It'll be similar for other aspects of shipping operations uh, and emergency or incident response. And as such, the base skills will still need to be taught at the foundation, intermediate and senior level. It's been suggested that autonomous ships may soon be deployed on some short sea and coastal shipping services. Initially, they are likely to have a small contingent of seagoing personnel to oversee operations. What skill sets will be required for these specialists? Well, actually, it's starting to happen already. Off the coast of the United Kingdom in the renewables industry, small remote controlled chips are being trialled now for crew changes and getting technicians out to the wind farms. That will continue to develop into fully autonomous ships over a period of time. And once the technology has proved itself there, it will eventually migrate to seagoing assets once full connectivity is there and importantly, prepared to be underwritten by the insurance brokers. That is still some time away, but the marine industry is evolving. Within Northern Marine, and particularly within our subsidiary company, Clyde Marine Training, we are preparing our cadets and mariners to have the skill set, knowledge and mindset to understand and grasp the vast array of career opportunities that are in front of them. Well, it's been fascinating talking to you, John. And do you have any other points that you'd like to make? Well, I mean, thank you for the opportunity to discuss this. And one thing I will say is that, you know, the maritime sector is on a cusp of major changes. The next decade will be an exciting time to be involved in such a global industry. That said, for many, change is met with trepidation and fear. There will be a lot of change to existing roles. Some roles will disappear, but there'll be a lot of new roles. Quality training at all levels in existing and new skills will mitigate that fear to ensure a smooth transition from individuals and companies into that new world. John, great. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs>